0: Hey everybody, welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church where we take what we talked about on Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I'm your host for today. And we wrapped up on Sunday our series called Stay Salty. And I uh, thought it was good. I hope uh, you went home and ate some popcorn. If you happen to tune into our Sunday services, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, what I want to share with you today, I actually shared with our staff at a staff devotion time a couple of weeks ago, and it happened to speak to a lot of people. So here's my setup. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Kentucky and I was helping my mother in law um, just with some yard stuff just it was a big project took a couple weekends to do it but we tore out all the old rock we dug out all these trees and bushes and hot sun pounding down on us it was like two and three eight hour days in a row followed by another week of two and three eight hour days and uh, by the time we got through the second weekend I, you know I hadn't had a Sabbath now in a couple of weeks because I took my Sabbath to to do the work And uh, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. And my wife and I get in this conversation and it's about absolutely nothing. In fact, I can't even honestly today remember what it's about. But my wife asked a question and I got salty with her. Now I'm I'm using salty in a different way that we've been saying throughout the series. Jesus has said to us, uh, "Be salty," and if salt loses its saltiness, what good is it? But Jesus didn't mean be salty in the sense of um, be sour or be uh, be whatever, be sharp with people. Jesus meant it in the sense of add life, add flavor to people, so or to this world even. And so anyway, I'm using salty in the other sense for a minute, and there's a reason I'll go there in a second. But anyway, so I got I gave kind of a salty response to my wife, but I, in my mind it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Well that. That led to her then getting frustrated and irritated and cold shoulder towards me. And then next thing you know, the, the spat is on. like It is on, right? So it all came from me giving this salty response. And of course, we worked through it. We're fine. It didn't even take days to do that, but it was just like, it just started to snowball. And it just made me think, How easy it is in a moment when you're tired, when you're frustrated, when you're scared, when you're irritated, when you're upset, to out of your flesh, not out of your spirit, to respond in a way that makes things worse, not better. To actually not bring the salt of heaven to earth, but instead use the salt of the flesh. James actually talks about this in the book of James. Uh, He says it this way in James chapter 3, starting in verse 9. He says this, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. (laughs) My brothers and sisters, this should not be. So, I love this. First of all, uh, in this whole section of James' book, he says that the tongue is an uncontrollable thing on the earth, and he gives many, many, many examples. It's like a rudder of a ship. This small, tiny rudder can control this massive ship and stir which direction it goes. It's like a small fire. I lived in Colorado for 10 years, and there were a couple forest fires during some major droughts. We lived through the second worst drought in Colorado history, and there were massive wildfires breaking out. One of them started simply because of a small spark up in the mountains, and it just just set this just acres and acres and acres and acres and acres of land in the mountains uh, uh, on fire. And uh, that's the whole point. He gives these analogies over one after another rapid fire, boom, 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 boom. The tongue can be a terrible, terrible evil. It could be so uncontrollable. Anybody who could control their tongue could control their whole body, he says. And he's making the point that every single human you talk to Doesn't matter the color of their skin, doesn't matter their education level, doesn't matter how much money or resources they have, they are image bearers of God. They are made in His image. They are precious and adored and loved by Him. Do you ever meet somebody and you judge them in your heart because they look different from you, whatever that might mean, and you think to yourself something negative about them, they are image bearers. But then He says, do not let it out of your mouth. How is it possible that we would do that? Look at verse 11. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Again, he's using salty here in the exact opposite way that we have used it throughout the series, which is why I want to do this as a podcast and not confuse the message on Sunday morning. But can fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? And what's the answer? No, absolutely not. What will happen? The fresh water will become what? Salty. You ever been at the beach and uh, been playing and you're, you know, you're hot and not really sweaty because you've been in the water, right? So you're, you're not really sweaty, but you're thirsty because your body is dehydrated. But you know, if you're at the ocean, you can't drink the water. Why? It's salty. It's not good for you. Actually, it can mess with your brain, can make you physically sick. You ever get the salt water in your mouth? You're like, ugh, it's terrible. That's the point. Salt water always bitters fresh water. See, that's the point of what James is trying to say here. You can't have the two things flowing from inside you. He even gives more analogies. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So what is inside you will come out of you. Why is this important? Well, psychologists today and experts today in sociology, they tell us that it takes somewhere between five and ten positive comments for every one negative comment. So you think about it today, um, if you uh, are just talking to somebody at work, you know, somebody you socially interact with periodically, but not not very often, and you make a cutting comment, you make a sarcastic comment, you make a judgmental statement of some sort, you make a passive aggressive, which I am convinced if you're a passive aggressive person, man, spend some time with the Lord on that, I'm convinced it's sin, but if you make that kind of comment, It actually takes five or 10 more positive comments in that person's life to overcome the one negative, critical, judgmental comment that you made. I'm telling you as a pastor, I've heard so many pastors say this, and I've lived this, I've felt this. uh, I can get Five, 10 emails from somebody telling me, thank you for that sermon. Thank you for that illustration. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for your influence. And then I get one email that's just harsh or critical or whatever it is. And it it just, it that's the one that sticks in my head on Sunday. That's the one that stays with me all day. That's the power of our words. This is why a guy named Toby Mack wrote a song called Speak Life. The whole idea is everywhere you go, you're speaking something into existence, either death or life salt water and fresh water so what does it mean to bring out of the well of my heart fresh water that is refreshing to other people people who are made in the image of god the tongue is like an udder of a ship it's so powerful could control the whole thing any man any woman who could keep their tongue in check could keep their whole body in check here's my encouragement to you today with all this what I had to do in this situation with my wife is I had to look at her. And even though everything going on in the situation wasn't my fault, I had to own what was my fault. I had to look at her and say, I am Sorry. I shouldn't have responded the way I responded. I shouldn't have said what I said. I'm tired. I'm worn out, but those are why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. The spirit is willing. My body was weak, and I didn't follow the spirit. I followed my flesh, and I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I had to start there, but then I also had to start putting money in the bank. I had to start making an investment, a positive investment. Here's my encouragement to you today. Instead of waiting to say you're sorry after you say something critical or harsh or mean, why don't you today make an investment in relationships, around? Around you, into people around you. I want you to right now, before this podcast is over, before you turn it off, I want you to just ask the Lord right now, God, would you help me to think of three people, three people that I can encourage today, three people that I can encourage today, right? Let's just give a second here for the Lord to speak. God, who are three people? Okay. Now, whatever names came to mind immediately, whatever they are, whatever they are, I want you to pull out a text, pull out your cell phone and call them and just simply send an encouragement. It might be, hey, I want you to know I'm thinking of you today. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so thankful for the way God made you. I'm so thankful for your organized details. I'm so thankful for your friendly uh, uh, posture. I'm so thankful for your personality. I'm so thankful for your laughter. I'm so thankful for whatever it is. Just go ahead and make an investment today. And then do this for seven days in a row. Seven days in a row. Just every day, three people you can encourage. And just do it. And then watch God bring fresh water from you. God bless you.